You are listening to the Mission Matters Podcast Network, where we amplify the stories of entrepreneurs, executives, and experts. Hey, everybody. This is Dr. Jeanette Collazo, and you're listening to the Power of Why podcast, a show about human behavior in the workplace. Here we discuss productivity, human error, common sense, critical thinking, and everything that could affect human behavior in the workplace because we don't operate in a vacuum. So there are many variables that affect behavior, and those are the things that we like to discuss here. So today we're talking about motivation, but before we start, I wanted to let you know that if there are any visuals, like today I'm going to talk a little bit about some visuals that I would like to share. So, you know, you can follow us in Instagram or Facebook the Power of White podcast. And also we have an email that was created for feedback and comments and so on. And is the power of white podcast at gmail.com. So with that being said, I do want to start talking about motivation. Why? Why do we have to talk about motivation? Well, you know what's the interesting about interesting thing about motivation? Is the fact that motivation is responsible for the intensity, direction, and quality of our behavior. It's not just that, you know, that I'm going to have a, an emotional response to something that I enjoy, something that it makes me happy. It's not only that, of course, motivation has a lot to do with, with you know, those type of, of situations. But when we talk about human behavior in the workplace and we talk about motivation, what we're looking for is that the behavior, the activities, the way, the, what we do, that we do it with intensity, direction, and quality. And that's basically what's going to make a difference on ongoing behavior. So what we are most interested when it comes to motivation is that people feel that they can do their job and that they enjoy doing their job. Because when I am motivated, my job, it's going to be better. There is no other way to explain that. If you think about it, and, and I'm going to use me as an example, like I usually do, I hate to cook. So if by any emergency of, you know, doomsday that I don't have any other choice but to cook, you don't want to eat my food. You can't. No, you, you, you don't do it because there is a lot of hate <laughs> there. And I'm not gonna, you know, Put a lot of love in that. If anything, I'm going to be trying to get it over with as soon as possible. But when you eat food from people that love it, that enjoy it, then there is a different experience because it does impact the intensity, direction, and quality of ongoing behavior. So that's why I want to talk about motivation because when we are talking about an organizational environment, motivation is very important when we are creating a culture, when we are creating the quote-unquote the way we do things here. Those habits that are going to make a difference in the quality of what we do. So we do want to talk about motivation because of that. And that's something that we will incorporate not only in, in terms of the workplace, in terms of teamwork, in terms of the general environment, but also directly related to the activities and tasks we perform. With motivation, there are many theories. If you, you know, again, this is not a course, this is a show. So we're going to talk about motivation in the context of application. And if you look for information, there 
there are many theories and many experts that talk about motivation. But today I'm going to focus on the strategies that I use when we are working on changing the culture of the organization or creating a habit to, to do things right without even thinking about it. You know, we can actually do that. You know, if you think about it, when you get to your car, right, the first thing you do is put your seatbelt. You know, it's out of habit. At the beginning, it needed to be enforced. And in some cases, it needed to be corrected by law enforcement. But at some point, because you, you know, you did that activity in a, you know, every day and in a repetitive way, at some point it becomes a habit. It gets locked in and then you don't have to think about it anymore. And if you take advantage of this, then we can actually create certain habits in our employees to make sure that they don't even think about what they're doing. And it goes you know, into a natural behavior, which is most of the times what we're looking for. Now, in order to create habits and create that that type of behaviors that we want you to perform without even thinking, we have to use a model. And that model is the range of outcomes. That's the one that I use. And it basically tells us that motivation is what's really directly related to outcomes. It's not the action, but the motivation of the action. That's what's going to make a difference. So let's see how, how it looks like. So when we talk about motivation and outcomes, what we're saying is that whenever I do something, I have a goal in mind, right? So, and I'm going to, I'm going to tell you this story. I have a daughter and when she was younger, I remember once she, you know, came to me and said, mom, where is, where is the brush? She needed to brush her hair. And she wasn't a teenager by that time. And I said, well, Paulina, you know, the brush is in the bathroom. Go look for it. So she had a goal. She had a goal. Her goal was to look for the brush. Not even five seconds after that, <laughs> she comes back and says, mom, I can't find it. And then I noticed that maybe the goal was not the correct goal. You shouldn't be looking for the brush. That shouldn't be the goal. The goal should be to find it. So this was what I told her. Okay, what this is what you're going to do now. You're going to go to the bathroom and you're going to find it. Forget about looking for the brush. Just find it. Now you, and she was like, huh, huh, you want, you and your human error thing is, well, yes, because at the end of the day, when you have a goal, your behavior, it's going to be directed towards that goal. So I need to have a motivation to, you know, achieve the outcome. Now, me telling her, go and do this is the trigger. But the trigger by itself did not achieve what we were expecting, right? So the trigger does not, the trigger does not guarantee that we're going to achieve the outcome. So yes, triggers are important and we're going to talk about that, but it's important that we also understand that what's going to make a difference in ongoing behavior, it's the actual result of the activity. So yes, triggers are important, but triggers initiate action. Now, if you want to create a habit, you have to sustain that action for a period of time. And that's what outcome achieves. So trigger plus outcomes equals habit. And habit is basically a natural behavior, relatively permanent, if you will. So yes, triggers initiate actions or behavior, but outcomes control actions and behavior. And then those actions after some time become habits. It's not the same to say, I need you to clean the conveyor belt, adding a little bit more context there saying, I want to make sure that when, you know, you want to make sure that when you clean, there is no bacterial growth. 
growth. And then that's going to make a difference. It's not the same thing. I'm cleaning because I want to make sure that there is no bacterial growth. And that changes the way and the direction of my behavior. Now, not all outcomes or results, right, are created equal. You know, in order for us to be very committed to a particular outcome, we have to have a strong sense of intention, for that outcome. Okay. And let me explain myself. There are certain critical factors associated to outcomes when it comes to creating habits and creating certain behaviors. The first one is timing. You know, we like immediate gratification. We like to see results as soon as possible. So that timing is very important. So timing is one of those critical factors. And basically what it means is that an outcome that follows soon after an action controls the habit more effectively than an outcome that occurs later. Okay. So if I have to wait too long, for to see results, then I'm going to start to lose motivation and think about, you know, losing weight. It, it, it could be associated to that. And that could explain why people get so unmotivated, because even though you have a lot of effort, you're perceiving a lot of effort, you don't see results immediately. And since you don't see them immediately, then you start to get unmotivated. And most of us basically abandon those efforts. Okay, so timing is very important. But in, again, not all the time you can have immediate gratification or immediate results. Sometimes you do have to wait. So the next critical factor that we need to add to this formula is consistency. And consistency means that an outcome that is certain to follow an action controls the habit more powerfully than an unpredictable or uncertain outcome. So at least if you guarantee that if I do this, you can guarantee with 100% that if I do this, I'm going to see results, then I'm going to be more motivated to continue to do that activity. It might not be as soon as you think, but you know it will happen. And that's another reason why if you think about diets, they always say guaranteed results and so on. So now you have, your, I'm trying to give you certainty, you know, to keep your motivation, you know, elevated. Then we have significance. Okay. So I can have something, some results that it's immediate and I'm sure, but it's not necessarily positive. Then most likely I'm going to, you know, fall into denial. So the significance of the outcome is also very important. Okay. What are we talking about when we talk about significance? Well, a positive outcome controls habits more powerfully than a negative outcome. So it needs to have certain value for me. Okay. And that's why if we want to work with creating behaviors or creating habits, we have to create outcomes that are going to be soon certain and positive because those are the most effective outcomes when encouraging an improvement, an improvement in behavior. So if I want you to start documenting correctly, or I want you to work your personal protective equipment and that it becomes a habit, then you have to make sure that the outcomes of that activity are soon certain and positive. But like I said, not all the time we can do that. So how can we work with this? Well, I'm going to give you a couple of examples. Let's say that I have a meeting and I'm a little late, you know, for the meeting. I have to drive there and I'm a little late. So I'm starting to get a little uneasy because I want to get there on time. You know, we have two main motivators in life in that 
order. The first one is to be happy and the second one is to avoid pain. But that's going to be my priority. It's going to be anything that makes me happy. And if I can't do that, then the next best thing would be to avoid pain. So when we get faced with these situations in which we have to make a decision on what to do, especially if we're going to follow the rules or not, then we have to consider what's going to happen in our brain. And what's going to happen in our brain is basically a trial, a trial in which we are going to be presented with arguments in favor or against of doing a particular activity. In this case, I'm tempted to exceed the speed limit because I want to save time. That will be the outcome. The outcome is that I'm going to save time. And if I save time, I'm going to be there on time. And that makes me happy. And that's soon because that's today is certain because I know that if I, you know, speed and, and go faster, I'll get there sooner, even though, you know, if you study it, it's almost negligible, the difference. And positive, right? It's it, I'm achieving something that I want. As opposed to the arguments against um, exceeding the speed limit in which could be, you know, the outcome could be traffic ticket and fine. Forget about an accident. Let's not even go there. Let's go with traffic ticket and a fine. Well, that will be soon. That outcome it's going to be soon because it's, you know, it's going to be today, but it's not certain because I would need to get caught. And remember, overconfidence, that's never going to happen to me. And it's negative. And we try, and most of the times we try to avoid thinking about negative consequences. Okay. And that's, that's human nature. It's part of our um, defense mechanisms. We, we, you know, we deny that possible, those possibilities, which explain why people engage in unsafe behaviors many, many times. Right. That means that if exceeding the speed limit, it's going to allow me to save time and that's soon certain and positive, that outcome is a lot more, it's a lot more stronger than trying to avoid the pain with a traffic ticket and fine. Another example cigarette smoking or eating something that is not healthy when you shouldn't be doing it. Again, we're trying to make a decision here and we have to make a decision, you know, which course of action to take. So I have this example, cigarette smoking. Why would you smoke? Well, because you like it. And then why is it so difficult to, to, you know, break that habit? Well, because the outcome of smoking is that I like it. And that soon, because it is today, is certain and it's positive, as opposed to thinking about long damage, which is something that you're not going to discover immediately after smoking a cigarette. So it's late. It's uncertain because not everybody gets cancer because of smoking. Let's you know, and, and that's a lot of irrational that we hear from smokers. And it's negative because it's something that I don't want to th even think about it. The same thing with a T-bone and high cholesterol or whatever. It's soon, it's certain and positive, it's going to win. That action is going to win. And that's the reason why we choose certain things. Remember, knowledge by itself does not modify behavior. There needs to be other factors. So that means that Outcomes are by far the stronger influence on how we build habits, good or bad. Certain type of outcomes are much more powerful than others. Many of our programs fail because we focus on triggers, rules, instructions, policies, procedures, meetings, and all of those are very important and necessary to get the right habit set. But triggers are nearly useless if the right kind of outcome is not present to lock in the right habit. So what do we do? 
What can I do if I can't, if I need to have outcomes that are going to motivate people to do things the way we expect them to do them? Well, you have to make outcomes in favor of good habits. So, in, you know, we, we have to think about the activity and the outcome. And I, I, one thing that I use, for example, for procedures, when, when we write procedures, the title is very important. And I encourage everybody to include the outcome in the title. Because once I start doing something, if I know where I'm, you know, what I'm supposed to achieve, the likelihood of, of getting there increases. And that's the outcome. The outcome of cleaning is to make sure there is no bacterial growth. That's going to make a difference in my behavior. It's one of the ways that I use this type of information. So you do want to make outcomes in favor of good habits. Now, how is it that it works? Well, the strongest outcomes are the ones that are soon certain and positive. And I'm going to include the visual of these range of outcomes in Instagram and Facebook so you can see what I'm talking about. And there is a table and it explains what's the strongest outcome and what's the weakest. So the weakest of the weakest is an outcome that it's not soon, it's not certain, and it's not possible. If it's not soon, not certain, and not possible, why would I be motivated to do anything associated to that? I wouldn't, right? So that's why we want to understand the range of outcomes. And you'll see how that, you know, you have to combine. Sometimes you have an outcome that it's not soon, but it's certain and positive. Well, then that's going to be stronger than an outcome that it's soon and it's certain, but not positive. Okay. And I know there's a lot of, you know, words here. And, and once you take a look at the, at the visual, this is going to allow you to understand better. So basically, what we're trying to say is that you want to make outcomes in favor of the right behaviors. And I'm going to do what I'm going to tell you an example of how this works. Okay. This was, this, this was used in one of the companies that I worked and it was, it was beautiful the way that, that, that collective behavior was modified. We created an amazing safety culture. And the reason for that was because we implemented a program based on the range of outcomes. And let me explain what happened. And this was studied in, in Georgia Tech in the seventies. Okay. So this was the problem. The problem was that people were not wearing the personal protective equipment in a consistent manner. Okay, people were not using the hard hat. You know, it's 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 uncomfortable. My hair get messed up. I sweat. So I see a lot of things that I don't like about using the hard hat. Right? Forget about saving my life. You know, in in case something falls from the sky. You know, that's that's another story. But the thing is that the immediate situation that I'm dealing with as a human is that I'm uncomfortable and and and. Uh, it's like, take this away from me. And I don't, and the overconfidence says, I'm, I'm, I don't, I'm not going to need it. Okay. So, so why was it so to say where your heart had to save your life? It's a very important outcome. Well, the thing is that the outcome could be soon because, you know, something can fall, you know, from the sky today, but it's not certain. I've been here for so many years and I've never seen anything falling from the sky and it's not positive. So of course I tend to then deviate from that rule because I don't, see, you know, the value in it because it's not soon or it's soon, but it's not certain. It's not positive. So my brain works in, you know, mysterious ways, if you will. So they say, okay, so the outcome of saving your life is not enough. I have to find something that it's soon is certain and positive because that's what you do. You want to make outcomes in favor of the right behaviors. So this is what they did. They created kind of a think about of a rewards program. 
when you receive points, right? And I know what a lot of people are thinking right now is that you don't have to give rewards for people to do their job. Well, you are absolutely correct. You don't have to. But if you want to modify behavior and create culture and new behaviors and habits, you have to work with behavior modification techniques. And this is one of them, right? So this is what they did. They said, look, we want everybody to use the personal protective equipment. So we are creating this rewards program and this is how it's going to work. The safety group is going to do random inspections or, you know, walks. And if everybody is wearing their personal protective equipment, everybody will get 20 points. And those 20 points you can later redeem with a catalog. And 20 points could mean pen. But if you, but if you're interested in, you know, in accumulating more points, then you can, you know, once you have 120 points, you can get a vacuum cleaner, right? So you have, so it's as soon as you want. All right. So it can be today if I want to, because they, they, they actually went through the audit today. Everybody was wearing their personal protective equipment. I got my 20 points and I decided that as soon right now, I'm going to exchange my points. So the soon part is there. It's certain because it is certain and it's positive because I'm giving you something that you want, right? You are not being pushed to do something. You're being pulled to do something. You're working, you're running towards as opposed to be running away. Okay. And I'm going to, I'm going to put another visual that I want you to see. And it's called motivation. Some people need more than others. And you will see what I mean with that. This was the process. The process was we go there. If everybody's wearing the personal protective equipment, they get 20 points. And then next month we do this, the same thing and so on and so on and so on. Maybe you can do this for a year. Once the right, the, the habits are locked in, that could be, you know, a moment to remove it and then, you know, put a different type of program because of course we don't want to, and I do understand this is not rewards just for the sake of rewards. It's just trying to create a habit for you and for me. All right. So, so when that happens, this is what you could see in the environment, in the organization. Here is Maria working side by side, you know, to me. And she says, Jeanette, where is your hard hat? Where are your safety glasses? Because if safety comes today and I miss my 20 points, I'm 20 points away from my vacuum cleaner. So if they come here and they don't give us the 20 points that I need, we're going to have a problem. So all of a sudden, your peers are basically supervising each other. You know, where your personal protective equipment, where is your hard hat, where is your shoe cover, where is your head cover, whatever it, it is. And that, that, that creates that sense of all of us working towards one common goal, which is the points, right? So as you see, this will continue and eventually it will become a habit. Okay. So in this case, yes, the outcomes are soon certain and positive. And it's interesting and it's fascinating how humans behave, how we behave, because that means that we won't be that motivated to wear the hard hat to save our lives, but we'll be very, very motivated for a vacuum cleaner. And that's how it goes. So that's about motivation. And I wanted to share that. I think it's very interesting. And there will be a lot more that we will talk about motivation in future episodes. But I wanted to share this because it's very straightforward when it comes to motivation. And people need to understand that motivation is more than just happiness. It's quality, intensity, 
and direction of ongoing behavior. So that's that for today. Thanks for listening to The Power of Why with your host, Jeanette Collazo. Make sure you subscribe to the show and share. Send us an email if you want to suggest a topic or a guest in our in our show to thepowerofwhypodcast at gmail.com. We hope you enjoyed this episode and that you join us next time. That's all for today, folks. Until next time. Take it away. This has been a Mission Matters Network production. Listen to this show and browse our entire catalog by visiting missionmatters.com.